Welcome back to JM Radio, everybody. My name's Jeremy Siegel with my co-host, Mike. Howdy, Siegel. I'm feeling energized today. I can tell. I can tell. You can Yeah, it's in my voice, right? <laughs> and we have a very special guest, the wonderfully talented Michael Manzi from Week 16 of the Playlist. How are you? Thank you so much for having me, guys. I'm great. Great to be here. Um, so if you guys don't remember that Week 16... We had uh, Copper from Mr. Michael Manzi over here, an amazing song. And I just wanted, we wanted to have you on because we want to know more about you, the music you make, and all this great stuff. And future projects, like on Friday, May 21st, so two days from now, go listen to Constellations by Mike Manzi. Ah, oh, fuck. Go listen to Constellations by Michael Manzi. And pre-save it and we'll talk about that at the end of the podcast because he has some contest stuff you can enter if you pre-save the true. song on spotify it's true yeah but it's great to have you here mike uh, you go by michael mike I, I i go by whatever you know i mean I, you know M michael michael is the spotify name but you know mike mike if we're feeling personal you know we could do that <laughs> happy with it. it it's it gets very confusing because i have mike my co-host and michael which is like all right i'll be michael mike you be mike yeah, you okay. can you can call me whatever. I don't care. Um, yes, you, you call him what he wants to be called. But uh, yeah, it's great to have you because we're from the same local area, and I think yeah, that's always true. exciting. I yeah. like hung out with him a while back. I saw. Him I before. know it's crazy. <laughs> I, <laughs> I put the song on the playlist because I knew him and I liked the song, and I didn't think we'd ever be talking to him on the podcast. So. Oh, man, it's such day. a pleasure to be here. I mean, I mean, that's how it happens, right? I mean, it's like, you know, that that's really how 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 all of the true fan base stuff kind of ends up happening anyway. It's just like people being friends with each other and being nice and being like, oh, like, I think you're sick. And I like, you know, at the end, there's so there's so much stuff. I get contacted every day by people who are like, hey, you know, if you give me ten dollars, I'll give you this many views. And it's like. There's the the organic way about there is it's there's just something true about that. I don't, you may want to cut that. I don't know. I don't know if I'm no, an actual point there, but <laughs> that's that's the stuff we want to hear from you today. To be honest, <laughs> I love like helping anyone I can because I know the struggle of like artistry and all that, like fucking industry or whatever. Yeah, it, it's toxic and stupid, and so helping anyone out to rise, especially talented people like yourself. Thank you very much. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Any any little bit. And I even saw on your Instagram post that you, some guy was like pre-save for pre-save. Like that's that goes back to like the inst or like the Facebook days where it's like you're <laughs> oh, poking yeah. each other or something. Like haha, I see you. I know it was hilarious. I loved that he did that. I was so down for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I get it. And. Uh, any way that we can help. Yeah. Um. I mean, and because that's how it goes. I think. I think at a certain point, like. You know, you you, ha you have to be a to, in order to be a working artist. You have to be both an artist and a business person. You know what I mean. But there is a line where you can where where you can let the business kind of infiltrate the art and 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 I, and I'm and I'm not trying to do that. You know what I mean. I'd rather be unsuccessful and true. You know, like I don't. I single so would, so would sell out in a second if you go if you. Had oh yeah, uh, Gordon Ramsay. You want to come on here, <laughs> Post Malone? Come on here, get get well, us those numbers. <laughs> yeah. 
And and you know what? There's there's nothing there's there's nothing wrong with selling out. Also, that's the other thing. If if selling out is true to you, then that's what's true to you. You know what I mean? It's not sell. It's not selling out. It's just it's just it's just playing for the audience that you that you that you feel is the right one. You know. Hey, that's right. I would yeah. fight Logan Paul in a second if I had the numbers. <laughs> I'd go that's against them. Um, but anyway, let's get to your musical journey, as I like to call sure. it. Uh, sure. We we open the podcast in our like teaser trailer with this question, and I think it's. Uh, it's relative to any any artist and any person talking about music. Um, so the first question I want to ask is, what is your musical journey? So like, meaning, what did you start listening to and what are you listening to now? Like your influences and stuff like that. How have you grown listening wise? Sure, sure. So, um, well, here, so I guess if we're starting from the beginning, you know what I mean? When I was a kid, I've got I've got my parents' influences, right? So like. I've got, we've got, I'm Italian, we've got a lot of Frank Sinatra, we've got a lot of Tony Bennett in the house, you know what I mean? Um, My dad was really into like Kiss and ACDC and that kind of stuff, so we've got a little bit of the the classic rock influence. Um, And I was a theater kid, you know what I mean? And so I, you know, I I definitely was listening to to Sondheim and Rodgers and Hammerstein, and even like, you know, I I liked the opera as a kid, you know what I mean? Um, But I think... You know, as I got older, I got angstier. I got I, I I middle school. I really vibed with the with the angsty punk rock middle school music type stuff. I was really into go go radio and the song Goodnight Moon was the song that definitely just like changed the game uh, for me. I'm actually in Colorado, uh, staying with a friend who introduced the song to me, um, Shauna Proto, and uh, that song is hands down like I think. Especially at the time, you know, I was young and I was in love, and it was just like the most romantic song. And that, I think that was a moment where I, where I knew I wanted to write songs. Was experiencing that song and and um, getting to experience the way it made me feel. Uh, and to be honest, I, I feel like I listen to music slowly. I don't. I I I'm, I, I tend to be bad at getting a lot of. Um, a lot of variety into 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 my playlist I'll, I'll i'll listen to one song on repeat for an entire drive do you know what i mean like just like playing it over and over. maybe it's the adhd in me where i just want to like listen to every part over and over again um yeah. and so go go radio definitely was like a defining influence for most of middle school and high school for me and, and i really got got a lot out of that band and then catfish and the bottleman was a huge influence for me in college and and getting to see them live and you know i had always been doing the so the solo artist thing and seeing catfish and the bottleman live and and seeing how much you can really uh play to the audience and 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 you know play with the space and the stage um when you're supported by a full band and it's not just you you know and you're not focusing on every little element um and and that and that was another turning point for me of wanting to be of wanting to work with a team, you know what I mean? And, and, and getting, learning how to um, combine some of my, you know, theatrical experience of, of being part of an ensemble, you know what I mean? With, with my musical experience, which was so kind of individualistic, being sad by myself in my bedroom and, and a guitar, you know what I mean? So, um, and you know, that, that, that's, that's where, that's where I've been, I'm writing, you know, now, you know, um, Definitely influences lately are like um, Peach Pit and Hippocampus and uh, Peach Pit was on know, the playlist. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely, you know, during COVID, my 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 music taste mellowed out a little bit. Also, recently, so I was I was listening to Andy Schaff a lot. 
um, which was a kind of a nice reminder of my my more indie kind of folksy uh, starting starting places, you know, listening to like once back when I was into into theater a lot more. Um, yeah, I don't know, but I'm but also also as the summer gets gets, you know, we start going outside more and it starts to feel like there's a little bit more hope in the air. I'm excited to be to be writing happier music again, too, <laughs> which is where I'm at um, and, and bringing a little bit more energy back into the sound. Yeah, that's amazing answer. Yeah. <laughs> so many questions. I appreciate the loaded answer. It was very good. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. Uh, but you can hear that. Like I listened to um, your first or no, your second single, uh, Too Good to Believe, and it's more punky. You get that punk aspects in that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And copper is more of that somber tone. But you, you still you still feel the influences. I, I think I called it um, like whimsically indie but like raw sound is the best yeah. way to describe copper um copper makes you feel like you're like alone in a bed uh in a bedroom to be honest like it, you do a good job of like making you feel a setting if that makes sense good good i'm glad yeah. it feels that way that's some, yeah. that's definitely something i was going for i mean the, the whole thing with copper is like the being inside on a rainy day kind of feeling right, you know exactly. what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it, it sounds like you're for some reason to me it sounds like a dorm room setting i don't know why yeah. well i mean <laughs> It is. But, so yeah, it was recorded know. in a dorm room. So yeah. There you go. Uh, but that's wonderful. Even though I'm not in college or anything. So well, that's weird. You know, also the you know the co the copper lights is a big motif in that song. And, and there's something so college dorm room about like the little twinkly lights, you know, like yeah. I mean I I, st I still bring them with me everywhere. But but there's something very <laughs> collegey about it. Oh wow, I just got that. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's a very that's, college thing. A young, wow. excited kid. Um, speaking <laughs> of college, because yeah. I think, again, I did some research, as Mike pointed out pre-interview. Uh, <laughs> but, like, your major and minor, I feel like, has a lot, or your major slash self-made minor of, let me see if I got this right, child yeah, and yeah, adolescent yeah. mental health with focus on representations of love as transcendence? Does that sound anything close? Well, when, yeah, I, yeah. when I knew Michael Manzi back in the day, people would say Michael Manzi majored in love. Just flat out. <laughs> but I'm sure he would give him a very more nuanced description of that. <laughs> um, yeah, that is what the people say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I went to NYU Gallatin, which is an individualized major program. Um, so so my minor is in child and adolescent mental health studies that is through the nyu um college of arts and sciences that is separate from my from my study of love although it tends to overlap a lot um but it's an important distinction that that my study of love is not my study of child and adolescent yeah. mental health um yeah. uh, uh, but I, I feel like that does have a theme throughout your music the love aspect i guess is yeah and, and so I don't know do you is there a connection there i guess is there a bigger connection is all your music love related or is it just definitely what definitely think? what do you think well so i think so so my so the my official like thesis title was yeah. um representations of love as transcendence right so i was looking at at everything like you know from from like sufism to to like uh quantum physics to, you know all all of the the kind of psychedelic academic stuff you know what i mean funny enough um and and paying attention to this larger perspective of like of if it's got to be about something it, it's probably about love right you know what i mean um 
and and I think that that comes through in all of my my lyric writing. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm like I'm very influenced by uh, the, the Shambhala, uh, which is a Buddhist text that I've that I've written songs about uh, a couple of times. And and there I think there there's an overall ooh, and this is this is going to be a, a a fun foreshadow. But but there's a there's an overall tender heart kind of feel um, to 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 all of my songs that I think I'm tr- I'm trying to to get across you know what i mean i'm not i'm not trying to be defensive or or cold or i don't know i'm just trying to to be as honest as i can be i guess i don't know no i think you need to be honest when you're an artist especially i think that's what connects to people the most genuine lyrics i guess it's the best way to yeah. say it yeah um, it does have a very genuine feel to it it's very uh stream of consciousnessy like genuine. Yeah. yeah i appreciate that thank you thank you yeah so you're coming out of artist or coming out of college into artistry now. Mm-hmm. Is this like your main focus now? Because uh, as we alluded to pre-recording, again, we're having great conversations before we start recording. I know <laughs> you might be doing more projects coming forward into the future. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, the 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 little foreshadowy bit that I just snuck in there was that I do have a song called Tender Heart. Uh, oh. And you can look forward to hearing that uh, in the near future, um, as well as my song Rose Eye. You can look forward to hearing that in the near future. We've got, um, yeah, definitely music is is definitely something that I'm focusing on at post college, um, and and I've got a very very exciting summer planned for you guys, uh, as as you guys as the audience, you know. Yeah. Um, so live might be a problem. <laughs> Yeah. Live might be a problem. Live might be a problem. We're gonna we're we're gonna take that, you know, slowly and, and see what we can do. A lot of a lot of outdoor playing is is what it's looking like right now, which is, you know, at least it's summer, you know. Yeah, it'll be nice, um, at least outside. Yeah. Uh but you it seems like a lot of your gigs were I mean, you're more of a gig artist, like you said. You're theatrical. I think Mike even referenced his first meeting of you was what, Mike? Uh, oh, um, I definitely like saw him in uh, shows before I actually met him um, through like a mutual friend in high school. Yeah, I, I think at the first show, I, I don't know if, if I saw you in like Big Fish and Working. I don't know which one came first. Yeah, Big Fish came first, uh, and Working too. Those were both both wonderful pieces with that that I worked on with. Uh, yeah, Broadway I remember Chinese being like Christian Flynn. Yeah, thinking Big Fish was awesome. Like I love seeing that. I oh, just love the, the theater. And Big Fish is is such a heartwarming story that yeah, yeah, yeah. that it, like it, it really it's such a it's such a it's such a fun show. It's such a fun show to watch. Yeah. So you have oh, you seen man. the movie Big Fish? You might have now. Oh yeah, I have seen the movie. Oh, it's oh it's great. It's one of, it's one of my favorites. It's one of really? my favorites. I think to be honest, I almost think it works better as a musical than it does as a movie. I just think there's something about that piece that is larger than life and why not why not put that into a musical you I know also, what I mean like, I, I watch a lot more movies than I see musicals but I'm kind of just more partial to the medium of musicals I just they're a lot more mm-hmm. immersive it feels like you know? yeah there's something there's something so um, kinetic about it you know yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah that you don't get from a movie yeah there's a few musical songs on this playlist maybe we should do more you could, you could, you know. I mean, do we do we got do we got some musical theater people in, in the audience on uh, JM Radio? Shout Probably out to not. You guys. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Maybe, um, maybe we, can, like, we can garner some more in the maybe maybe but 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 it's true i th- i i do think that that's that's been a big influence in the way that that me and my band have kind of uh approached our our career you know we're we're very much about the the live experience and it's it's not quite theatrical in 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 the way that people think of of theater necessarily you know what i mean because it is still you know like garage rock band type stuff but but there there's just such um I don't know. It's there, there's there's such valuable lessons to be taken from theater about how to interact with and empathize with with an audience, you know. So I, I think uh, I think I mentioned him a lot, but Bowie was a big like sort of oh, yeah. like influence in that area. I I had to write a paper for my college about Bowie and his Ziggy Stardust character and how it revolutionized rock and roll and theater, theatrical rock or glam rock as it's known in the UK. Yeah. And so, yeah, I get that aspect. I get how a theater performance and then Pink Floyd came along and like blew it out of the water and changed everything. But yeah, so I get that. It's more it's more connecting with an audience that I think makes the performance more. Absolutely. Fun. Absolutely. And, it, and, it, and it's funny because because, you know, you bring it up like I don't particularly think of myself as like a persona artist. You know what I mean? Like I'm not going on stage and, and turn it into somebody else, but I do go on to go up on stage and turn into somebody else. Like Michael Manzi, the musician is definitely a lot cockier than Michael Manzi, the person, you know what I mean? Cause I walk around my life and I'm a regular person. I'm an insecure, you know what I mean? But you can't, but you can't be insecure when you're up on stage playing with your band, singing songs about love, you know? So, <laughs> so, so there's inherently like, a, you know, a little bit of a separation, but at the same time, there's something, there's something so attractive about trying to avoid that as much as possible and going up there and being like, okay, I'm going to really and try and just like be as present as possible. You know what I mean? And just be, I don't know. I think especially through college, I got to a point a lot where I was getting cast in pieces where I was really just playing myself. Um, I was, I was, you know, more and more auditioning for things where they were looking for a guitarist actor. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, and I and I realized that I just had a lot more fun relaxing on stage. You know what I mean with the audience. Um, so that's what it's about now. Yeah, I don't even know how to transition, but I actually <laughs> wanted to talk about Copper more because I think we sort of went over it in the podcast. But I always like to get the perspective of what the artist says the actual songs about because. Our interpretation, everyone is open to their own interpretation on music, obviously. But, like, I think the artist also ha- has, like, a say yeah. in how to define his song. So I'd like to know what you, like, think Copper is about and the representation of it and everything in your own life, or if you want to explain it. Yeah, Copper is a very expressionistic song for me, where I think, like, a song like Too Good to Believe is a lot more like, yo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you how I feel, you know? Copper is a lot more like, words don't necessarily mean words as much as they mean sounds. Um, but that said, it's also, it's also, the, the words do mean words. And so I think, for me, it is very much about, like, what we talked about a little bit earlier with, like, the string lights that you put up in your dorm room and just that feeling of, like, of being being safe inside on a cozy day i really um at the at the time that that i that i wrote copper um i was with a partner who had um a lot of nightmares uh and uh and i wanted to to write 
a song that was somewhat lullaby e you know what i mean something that says you know you're safe you're good you know what i mean like you can relax you know what i mean uh and i don't i don't i don't know that this person actually listens to the song as a lullaby i think probably not but 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 the sent but the sentiment is there and i think that's what the the important part you know what i mean is that you know, I do want to fill people's playlists with things where, you know, you're, you're, you're feeling angsty, you're, you know, you're driving and you're angry and you're like, everything is emo. And then one song goes on and you're like, oh, yeah, and I am safe and it's all going to be OK. And then I go back to being emo, you know, like. <laughs> the playlist like that's how that I imagine this, my audience. <laughs> the playlist that this podcast is based around is very, like, up and down. It's just I like to to throw. Like curveballs, all like I'll I'll all these lo-fi chill songs and then I'll throw like baby metal in. Randomly yeah. or like Ramstein. It's funny. I like to throw a seagull off. It's true. It's true. Mike, it's nice Mike to have the variety. Me. Mike scares <laughs> me with some of his picks because they're just sometimes so out of left field. Like he'll recommend like emo song, emo song, and then he's like Bing Crosby. I'm like, what? Like you can't, <laughs> you can't do that. Like, I mean, that's that's the that's the joy of music, right? Is 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 the variety, you know? Like, and I think, and I think. Right now, where the industry is definitely in a place where it's a lot more marketable to be consistent. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's really challenging because I think for me, like, I think for all of us, the truth is that we are multifaceted. You know what I mean? And like, like as an artist, it's so much easier to be like, you can always listen to me when you're sad. You know what I mean? But, but <laughs> that's not, that's, but that's not what it's like to be a person. You know what I mean? <laughs> and man, I'm saying, you know what I mean? So much. Oh. Um, don't worry. Yeah, the no, amount of times I say um or uh, like yeah, we're, it, we're, you're doing it hurts. like you're doing five times better than both of us have done this whole podcast run. So oh man, oh it, it, yeah, you never worry about have what you you're saying. Thanks, I'm, I'm assuming you've done interviews before, but this, it's like I've done podcast. interviews before. This is my first podcast. Oh wow. I'm definitely I'm definitely jarred by the fact that you guys can see me and I'm reacting physically to you, but I I'm aware that the audience can't see me like nodding in agreement. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, that that it's can weird. take a little bit to get used to. Like I, I it's, at there have been points where I'm like, see, are you going to say something? But then I realize like the audience is going to notice that interaction is happening. Yeah. <laughs> and also not doing it in person. There's like a two second delay. So you're like, I know what I want to say. And you're just sitting there like, uh, uh, are you done speaking now? Like yeah, you're you're golden. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> cool. Uh, cool. Well, what yeah. were we talking about again? <laughs> I don't even remember. Uh, something about uh, transcendence. No. Um, <laughs> Everything's about transcendence. Everything's I about transcendence. Up that word. Transcendence transcends. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I'm not that. I'm not that educated. I didn't know what that word meant. Um. It's got, it's, you know, and it's got a lot of different meanings to everybody, too, you know? Yeah, something. Oh, one, <clears throat> I mean, you kind of answered this now with the copper lights aspect in that song. But I didn't read on, I didn't, it's weird. Your, that song doesn't have any lyrics online, so I had to, like, listen to it really closely to try and oh. find the lyrics. Well, that's good feedback to know. Maybe I should put the lyrics online. What a, what a, what a good idea. Well, it's weird, because too good to believe they are online, but copper isn't. Yeah, I can't. I, I, in hindsight, the lyrics of copper should be online. So, so good catch, good catch. Uh, no, no, I, I think I got the message, but I thought there was like more symbolism or in like the copper aspect. But I think it is just your copper lights. Like I was looking up like Greek goddess of copper is like 
I don't know, symbolizes the goddess of love and heals is associated with the ideas. But you kind of just went into your thing about why you wrote it and as a lullaby and all this and your lights. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's much more simple than like the symbolizing thing. Well, I love that you got all of that out of it, though, because the, the, there is, like I said, it, it was written expressionistically. You know what I mean? Like the, like the lights aren't actually copper. They're, they're, I don't know what they're made out of. They're probably plastic. You know what yeah. I mean? But like, but, but you know, you, you choose the words that resonate, right? You know? Yeah. And, and I'm glad that, you know, I mean, that, that, that's your job, right? It's not my, it's not my job to, 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 to research my own lyrics, but you research the lyrics because you want, you want to figure out what I meant and, and you come up with something totally different. And, and, and that is equally as true. You know, that is also my intention. <laughs> it's, it's actually reminiscent to uh, Yellow by Coldplay. I'm sure yeah. everyone wants to be compared to Coldplay uh, nowadays. <laughs> but yeah, I think he wrote that song because Gwyneth Paltrow's mother died or something. He wrote like a lullaby song for her, basically, or like a calm down song. Because yeah. you're always going to be my everything. Then they broke up. So that's love. Um, <laughs> but, so it goes. But hey, Kurt Vonnegut. Um, <laughs> that's, my, that's my high school yearbook quote. That's not even hey. a joke. <laughs> Um, yeah, loves, uh, Vonnegut. uh, Vonnegut's my favorite author. Um, but one of my last questions on Copper before we talk about constellations and your future projects is Would you consider yourself a hopeless romantic, Michael Manzi? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> of course, of course. I, you know, I mean, I consider myself a hopeful romantic, but, but the truth is, but, but the truth is that I am a hopeless romantic. Um, and yeah, you know, it's so funny. Like, I, I just, I, I absolutely, yeah, I can't help but look at the world romantically. You know what I mean? And I don't know if that's because I'm a songwriter or if I'm a songwriter because I look at the world romantically or, <laughs> but I just, you know, I think, I think there's a, you, you, you know, Midnight Gospel, I assume. Oh, no, I don't. Midnight Gospel is one of my favorite, favorite shows on Netflix. It came out this past year, I think. Um. And okay. it's it's, oh, it's based off the of... animated show. Yeah, the animated show. Yeah. Oh, I, I totally slipped my mind. I love that show. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 absolutely brilliant. And there's a great quote in the first episode. They say they say some something like, like, mental health is accepting reality on reality's terms. You know what I mean? And 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 as as soon as you ex accept reality, you know, as it is, that's when you get to start doing all of the like. Oh, and so it's meant to be this way, kind of stuff. And that's not to say that, because don't get me wrong, reality is awful, right? Like it, it, like it's a terrible thing to be alive. It hurts so bad. It always hurts. And like, and I'm just a white kid from Westchester. You know what I mean? So like, that's how awful reality is. You know what I mean? Hey, we, we but, sympathize with that. Right. Of course. Of course. You know, like, and there, and 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 I think a lot of people get the wrong impression that 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 this is about ignoring all the pain and and it's not it, it, it hurts so much it hurts so much for for so many people i can't even begin to 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 feel you know but but we all keep going you know and we all keep doing it and we all continue to accept reality you know because we don't really have another choice you know we all get a turn to die you know and wait wait your turn be patient so it goes and so i think i think that's that's 
that's where this is where it's all coming from the hopeless romantic stuff you know is and all i think that's what when you tap into like do all of the songs have love in them they all they all have that little bit of love in them where it's like well what else am i gonna do not love you know like come on uh, you're in a good category because i think 80 percent of all songs have love somewhere entangled within them of course yeah but and even the songs that make fun of love are like hey, it's about love like if you're writing a song about something, you gotta love it enough to pay attention to it. And it's like and, baking. Yeah, that's what love is. It's just paying attention. Yeah. Uh, I, I also consider myself a hopeless romantic, not hopeful. But I get uh, that vibe. I get that vibe. <laughs> get that vibe. So you're the hopeless romantic. I never thought I would, I'd see you in with that. Well, I, I said that about the song uh, "If We Were Vampires" by Jason Isbell. I said that's like <laughs> my song that I like. If I'm in a like sad boy mood, I listen to that. That's like my <laughs> that's my vibe. Definitely. It's sci-fi. It's country folk music. Like, yeah. What could be better? Um, but anyway, uh, your next song that's coming out in two days from now, Constellations, on May twenty first, twenty twenty one. Do you want to talk about that at all? You have any hints that you want to give about that song? Uh, yeah, Constellations is a little bit of if when you if if you were there for the live shows during during the Too Good to Believe period, you you you're aware that that Too Good to Believe wasn't the only song of its of its style. And and in a, in, in a ways we we strayed a little bit away from the copper feeling a little bit. Um and I think Constellations is 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 somewhat a return to that emotional um moody intentions of of safety kind of emotional processing type song where you're where you're sad you're sad you're sad and then this song comes on and maybe you process some emotions and then you go back to being sad you know like um constellations is about identity and intimacy it's about it's about coming to to kind of it's about the concept of sonder right of seeing people as three-dimensionally as you see yourself right um and uh and and and, and reckoning with that too because i think in 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 love we there's something inherently there's there's there, there's something inherently condescending about falling in love a little bit in in in, in the brief moment where, where you where you believe that someone only represents the things that they represent to you you know yeah. and and i think in every relationship maybe may, maybe not in every relationship but but i think but i think that is a true thing about about the way that we're, we're taught to love uh, in in Western society is 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 we 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 want to identify it as as a stable thing and people aren't people's identities aren't stable things and so I think constellations is is partially about making the choice to reckon with letting someone be an instable identity and still still be part of your romantic life as as opposed to only the other way around I think that's. Deep. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I I don't even know what to say after that. It's perfect explanation of the song, and I haven't Thank even you. heard it yet. I've heard snippets <laughs> of it on uh, Instagram, and it sounds amazing. Um, Thank you. Uh, how how do people pre-save the song? One, I asked this because I couldn't figure it out, so I yeah, need to know. Yeah, it's a little confusing. It's a little confusing. Yeah. I'm glad you asked. Yes. Um, so the way you pre-save the song, you can go to the link in my Instagram bio. It's themichaelmanzi.com slash constellations. And we're asking people to answer the question, who makes you feel seen? Uh, so type in your answer in, in the little box, and then you're going to pr press uh, continue to pre-save. 
some people have been having trouble there. I'm going to look into that. Maybe maybe we're having a, a glitchy website or something like that. But I think if you try to get past that point um, and you'll be redirected to our DistroKid hyperfollow page where you can pre-save the song on Spotify. It's going to ask you for your Spotify information. A lot of people have trouble um, logging into Spotify on Instagram on their iPhones. So it's sometimes helpful to do it um, on your desktop or just to do it in Safari. Um, as opposed to doing it in the Instagram app is tends to be where a lot of people have trouble. Um, and once you do that, just screenshot that you've done it and post it and tag us in it so that we know that you've done it. Um, and also tag three friends if you can, you know, just so that more people do it. Uh, and that instantly enters you into, uh, our, our, uh, little contest to win the constellation sweatshirts. So it's a lot of steps. I think definitely for our next, our next campaign, we, we learned a valuable lesson about how many steps to include. Um, but yeah, no, uh, definitely tag three friends because you deserve many oh, more listeners than much. you are getting. Um, thank I, you very much. Re-listening to uh, Copper many times to to try and figure out like the deeper meaning. I've probably given you like thirty <laughs> listens on that song alone. Well, thank uh, you so much. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Uh, That's but, all my income right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but God damn it, I keep saying um. Uh, how dare you! Now, now you've now made me self-conscious. You guys are doing <laughs> the great. First, the first half of this year, it was it was okay. Now it's a problem. Stop saying. Yeah. That. Oh, you don't you don't realize how much I cut out. Uh, so, uh, but thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, oh, I have yeah, one pleasure. I have one final question, and sure. Mike. Yeah. This is uh, this is a question he wants to ask all the guests now, and it just that's annoying. Okay. Do, do you think Nickelback is a good band? Oh, of course. Who, 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 who am I to say they're not? You know, I mean, come on. What am I going to say? What, what am I going to be the guy who goes, that's not art? You know, like, come on. It's all art. Art is art. It's all art. Do you, do you enjoy listening to their music? I don't personally listen to their music yeah. um, <laughs> frequently. But as you know, I'm all, as I said earlier, I'm also a person who tends to listen to the same songs over and over again. So Nickelback has... Um, has never made it into the <laughs> the roster for me, but I am aware of them. I am influenced by them inherently, you know. And uh... thanks for lying. And... Um, uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'm a vehement defender of Nickelback as an artist. I love, I love a lot of a lot of people shit on them at this point it's like, i participate in culture by hating nickelback it's like you don't listen to nickelback you don't actively hate nickelback you like well, you name three songs <laughs> other than their three popular ones um <laughs> that's a, that's an unfair question yeah yeah no it's it's a fair question if you're a nickelback fan um but anyway uh again thank you so much for coming on the podcast michael oh, it's my pleasure and where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you said your website. You said word like your hashtags or anything like that. Yeah, sure thing. So my Instagram is the Michael Manzi. My Spotify is Michael Manzi. Um, my website is themichaelmanzi.com. Uh, my website does not have a lot of pages on it right now. It's I think it's mainly just the constellations uh, page, but but that's where you can find all the stuff that you need. Instagram Instagram tends to be where I post most. So I would say go there if you want to get in touch. If you want to get in touch, if you want to enter his contest, go yeah. pre-save this song. 
I can tell it's going to be amazing. So thank you so much. If you have trouble with the pre-save, just just message me and I'll just I'll I'll, I'll cheat you into it. You know, <laughs> happy to do that for anyone. You can tell he's a local artist that really wants <laughs> those pre-saves. Where he's like, I'll help you. I don't have a team. Like, <laughs> well, I actually I should I should I should say I actually I do have a team. The the marketing team that I'm working with is LiveRoom.media, um, and they are wonderful. If you if you are a musician and you're looking to uh, to stream. Uh, a concert you should check out liveroom.media it's uh it's run by some N nyu students uh student graduates uh they're not student graduates they're just they're <laughs> graduates actually now um they, they graduated nyu uh there's some good friends of mine uh and they're amazing and they just have the best intentions they're not trying to screw over artists which is is so so many artists are even just screwing over themselves at this point you know and and so yeah i i think if you want to find them easier i think they actually followed our instagram uh, oh. I think I saw live room media follow us. So yeah, if you want to find them, go to our uh, following. And I think I followed them back. So if you want to find them, go on our page and you find, find them there. Click on and, our yeah. stuff first. <laughs> and make sure you follow yeah, us exactly. while you're there. Um, yeah, exactly. Way to sneak that <laughs> in. Was a, yeah. Uh, Donate 10 radio. Amazon to us. and <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, no, we don't actually have a Patreon. Um, but Me neither. <laughs> you could deserve it. <laughs> We're just goofballs on the internet. Oh, single single person enough work to get donated to. I, I don't. I just sit here and make stupid quirky remarks. You got you guys are doing great. I mean, this is this is this has been a pleasure. Honestly, like you, you, I I I have all of the the best wishes for you guys. Thanks so much. Honestly, well, thank you. I'm so very much. glad I got to catch and... up with you. It's been a... Me too, man. It's good yeah. to see you. You remember the whalers? You have a connection. Oh, I remember the whalers. I remember the whalers. <laughs> That's I don't even know what's happening. Um, <laughs> those songs have. I want to hear it. I know we should. We should. Uh, but thank you so much for listening, everyone. Again, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Just gonna move on past the whalers. I should. I should um, wait till we, we stop recording to bring that up. But whatever. Uh, I can cut it. <laughs> uh, at Jam Radio Pod. Uh, on all social medias, don't forget the pod. And again, thank you so much, Michael Manzi. Go save thank his song. You. Go listen. Copper. Uh, I forgot the name. Too Good to Believe. Too and also, believe. he has two other songs that he produced with uh, Amy Moon. Uh, Amy Moon. Amy Moon. What the yeah. fuck? All right. Uh, all good. But go listen to all of them. They're all great. So as, our, as we ask all of our guests, meaning you and the other person we've had on so far. Oh, thank you so much. What? Oh, oh, I meant like oh, interviews. Okay. I, I don't count Falco. Uh, <laughs> um, but as our guest, we want you to say our outro, which is you got some listening to do. Okay. So take it away whenever you want. This is a lot of pressure. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> You've got some listening to do. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. You sounded like that Craig. was the best one yet. <laughs> you sounded like Craig. I'm Michael Manzi, and you've got some listening to do. Hey, guys, I'm Michael Manzi, and you've got some listening to do. Just do, like, five different ones of different, like, voices. Oh, God, Rick, I think we've got some listening to do. Shut up, Morty, we've got some listening to do. <laughs> All right, I'm done now, sorry. <laughs> no, it's great, we're going to use this. Oh, good. We're going to use those in instead of us. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Big love, guys. Big love. Huge love. <laughs> <laughs>